When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Friday, February 24th, 2017 here on the Patriots Beat Podcast. On this episode, we hand out our grades to the cornerback core. We will also be discussing the free agency options for Malcolm Butler and Logan Ryan. We are very happy to welcome back in Doug Moore of Pat's Pulpit to help us break down the ever-changing cornerback group of the New England Patriots. This is Larry H. Russell speaking on behalf of the network, thanking you once again for downloading the Patriots Beat Podcast here on CLNS Radio, the leading online provider of audio-video coverage for New England professional sports. Download the free CLNS Radio mobile app for your iPhone or Android for immediate and convenient access to all the content available on the CLNS Radio YouTube channel, podcasting network, and clnsradio.com. Now, on to another edition of Patriots Beat. Take it away, Harris. Thanks, Larry. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Patriots Beat Podcast. I'm your host, as always. Harris Rubenstein. Please remember to find us on Twitter at CLNS Radio and find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash CLNS fans. You can also find me on Twitter at CLNS underscore Sportsteen. Well, the rest of the sports world is currently freaking out over the NBA trade deadline. So if while the so, if, while I'm recording this if the Boston Celtics trade for Paul George or Jimmy Butler or whoever they're going to be trading for this year, I'll uh I'll let you guys know. <coughs> Excuse me. But anyway, we have a lot to go over today. The cornerback group of the New England Patriots is one of the most I guess interesting cores uh, in the NFL. Obviously, I believe had a very up and down year last year. They started pretty down and then found their way at the top of the Patriots. Uh, I guess overall team rankings with cores by just having an outstanding postseason and having a really good stretch to get to the postseason, they really did step up their game and uh, allow the Patriots to do good, uh, to play well on defense. They they were good in the second half of the Super Bowl. Uh, obviously, the first half was not good for literally anyone. 
and it wasn't good for anyone on the defensive side of the ball. But anyway, let's let, let we're also gonna be talking about the free agency stuff, and then Doug Moore will come on later to give us his grades. But I want to talk a lot about the free agency for all these guys because the the way that the Patriots handle this is going to be is probably going to dictate how next season goes. So Malcolm Butler and Logan Ryan are both free agents. If you're a Patriots fan, that should concern you a ton because obviously it's your number one and two corner. Both of them are going to get paid a lot if they're on the open market. Most likely not going to be taking a hometown discount, but you know they'll probably ask them to as they do most players. So starting with Malcolm Butler, Malcolm Butler is probably going to be on the Patriots next year. It just determines how much money he's going to get. So he's a restricted free agent, which means that he's either going to get some sort of massive offer sheet from some team this offseason. So being a restricted free agent means, for those who don't know, that he is still technically a member of the New England Patriots for now. They can slap a certain tender on him, whether it's a first-round tender, a second-round tender, and that is worth a certain amount of money that they're going to pay him. And if a team decides to sign him to an offer sheet, the Patriots get the pick that they tendered on the player from the team that signs him. So if they slap a first-round tender on... um on Malcolm Butler and the Jaguars come along and sign him to an offer sheet that the Patriots don't match, the Patriots will get the Jaguars first round pick. Now I don't expect it to him go to the Jaguars. I think that'd be a pretty crazy thing to happen, but do I believe that some team this off season is going to throw Malcolm Butler an offer sheet Absolutely, yes. I think Malcolm Butler last year really established himself as one of the premier cover corners in the NFL, despite his lack of size. And I think he just, excuse me, I think he has a lot of recognition around the league as one of the better corners in football. Now, I don't think his contract is going to be very as large as people think. The reason I say that is because I believe his age is going to be a big worry for certain people, you know, he is 28, 29, and going into 30s and the wrong side of 30, I don't think there's going to be some crazy big offer out there for him. I think you'll see something very similar to, who was it? Uh, what was the player that got the, a good offer sheet that I like? Kind of like what Tremont Williams got a couple of years ago. Um, I, w- I would be very surprised if it was over if he got paid over seven and a half mil a year, I would honestly expect it to be under that. Maybe something like three years, $21 million deal with a guaranteed money of about 12. Uh, I think it's going to be heavily loaded on guaranteed money just so he can get his money and they don't have to crazy overpay him on a yearly salary. But I, you, you'll see a lot of guaranteed money being given to Malcolm Butler on either side. Now, a team could just roll in, <coughs> excuse me, and pay him some crazy, crazy contract. But I highly doubt that 
we're going to see him get some crazy contract. So anyway, Malcolm Butler will end up staying on the Patriots. But a player who I have been very well known, uh, it seems, for not expecting him to come back is Logan Ryan. Logan Ryan is gone. Logan Ryan is going to get signed by some crazy team for like five years, $30 million with 20 mil guaranteed. Just someone's going to pay him number one corner money to not to play number two corner for their team. Now, I know almost for a fact that Logan Ryan wants to stay in New England. However, he is in a very similar situation to Martellus Bennett in that he's not going to take a discount. And I, I really don't blame him. If I were a professional athlete, I would take no such discount. So I believe that Logan Ryan, actually, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to leave you guys waiting. We're going to take a quick break. And when I come back, I'm going to give you my official prediction where I think Logan Ryan will be going. Episode number 157 is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. It's the new year, which means a fresh start for your business, and a great year starts with making great hires. But posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites, and now you can. With ZipRecruiter, you can jumpstart your hiring in 2017, post your job to 200-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 1 million businesses. And right now, my listeners can post job on ZipRecruiter's for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash S-P-O-R-T-S-F-A-N. One more time, try for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan. All right, people, welcome back. Sorry for that quick interruption. But if you're going to ask me, I say that Logan Ryan ends up getting signed by the New York Jets. Logan Ryan being signed with the Jets would be the most Jets thing ever. They actually need corners. If they cut Revis and they cut a lot of their older guys, they'll have a ton of cap space. I would not be surprised if they try to invest in a young guy like Logan Ryan, only 25, 26 years old, and still a very talented player, and they take him away from the from the uh, Patriots, and he's a New Jersey native. I think the the it all lines up for Logan Ryan to go to the Jets. Now, again, I would not be surprised if you know if he does stay with the Patriots. And again, count me. You know, I, I I'd be a little bit disappointed if he ended up leaving. I think he's someone that. The I think he's someone that the Patriots really need to prioritize this offseason. However, I just don't see it happening. I really can't imagine uh, him giving or him not getting the kind of contract that his play has really deserved. So we'll see what happens with Logan Ryan as we go on. But let's let let let's let's move along. So moving on from him, we move into Eric Rowe. Who doesn't? We don't really have a lot to talk about with Eric Rowe. He will most likely 
you know, just kind of be on the team next year. He'll either be the number two or number three. They liked how he played this year. I really liked how he played this year. You can shuffle him around, play slot, play outside. Mostly covers the big guys because they haven't had someone to do that in a couple of years. So I think um, I think Eric Rowe was going to stay. Probably won't get traded. We'll see how he goes. But then we have the back two corners on the roster. <sighs> Justin Coleman and and Cyrus Jones were so bad. They were two of the worst players in the entire team. I have no idea how. I, I just don't know what happened to both of them. I mean, Justin Coleman had a pretty good season um, last year or two years ago. And then this year he comes out and he just forgot how to play cornerback. And then the same thing with... With Cyrus Jones, pretty decent college career, great punt returner, comes to the Patriots, forgets completely how to do both. So this is an area that the Patriots really need to prioritize. They do not have a a, a cornerback four or cornerback five. I expect Cyrus Jones to be the number four guy next year if he can actually play play the role, but... They need new corners. Their corners at the end of the roster are ugly. They don't play. They just don't play well. And with the rest of the NFL sliding towards, uh, excuse me, the rest of their, uh, what was I going to say? With the rest of the core sliding out, they need to step up. However, I don't think they're going to be able to. So Doug Moore brings up a couple of uh, a couple of names that he thinks the Patriots will draft. So I'll leave that to him. And actually, with that being said, that's going to be enough for me. Let's bring in Doug Moore to hear to get his grades on the cornerbacks this year, and as well as who he thinks the Patriots might pick up this offseason. Not all ingredients are created equal. Fresh, high-quality ingredients make a real difference, so it's important to know where your food comes from. I know that me personally, when I was living in a college dorm, I used Blue Apron in order to get my fresh ingredients so that me and my roommate Jack could cook up some nice meals, maybe some fresh steaks, maybe some good chili, some quality stuff. And it's also a very fun holiday gift, so maybe for a nice Valentine's Day gift or a nice birthday gift coming up, I would give it to, I wouldn't give it to a girlfriend, obviously Blue Apron would be a little rough, but give it to a family member, maybe they can get some high quality ingredients in their life for less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home cooked meals, Blue Apron knows that when you cook with incredible ingredients, you make incredible meals, so they set the highest quality standards for their community of artisanal suppliers, family run farms, fisheries, and ranchers, whether it's Japanese ramen noodles, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, or heirloom tomatoes, Blue Apron is bringing you the best. So check out this week's menu. Get your first three meals free with free shipping. Go to blueapron.com slash patriots. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash patriots. Blue Apron a better way to cook. Welcome back into Patriots Beat. It is now time for our featured guest segment. This week, we are very happy to welcome in Doug Moore of Pat's Pulpit. Doug, thanks for joining us again. Not a problem. Thanks for having me here. So, so Doug, we're going to get right into things here. The, the cornerback group for the New England Patriots this year was 
started off very slow and ended up being one of the better units they had on the entire team. Malcolm Butler was outstanding all season long. Logan Ryan had a great second half of the year, and they just kind of rolled on from there. Obviously, they traded for Eric Rowe, and Justin Coleman didn't get any playing time. But we'll start at the top and move our way down. Let's start with Malcolm Butler. I think there's only one grade you can possibly give Malcolm Butler for this year. But what do you have from him? Yeah, it's hard not to to put him in that class of, you know, legitimate shutdown outside cornerbacks. Um, you know, it, it seemed hard. I wrote about this the other day. It seemed hard for him to do any better than he already was, but he did. Um, and he's really established himself as one of the better, you know, shut down outside cornerbacks in the league. I would, I would have to give him, uh, you know, an A uh, for his performance this year. Me, me too. I mean, you just, it's great to see a player like him progress at the age he's at. Most of the time you see players like him, you know, get good around 23, 24, but he's hitting the stride of his career at 28 and 29, which is kind of an interesting little flux if you look at the corners around the league who are relatively younger. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously there's multiple factors that go into this. You know, he was with the Patriots, you know, had, he had a smaller role. Um, you know, when he first came on the team as an undrafted free agent out of, um, uh, West Alabama and, um, you know, obviously his career, it, it, as funny as it may believe to, to be, uh, took off after that, that game winning interception in, in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Um, so, I mean, yeah, he's hitting his stride a little bit later. Um, luckily he's still young, uh, considering some of the other, you know, cornerbacks in the league and we've seen it. There, there are guys out there like Terrence Newman who can, who can still play in, in his late 30s. Um, so it, it's still a good sign to see, but, you know, obviously it would be better if it was probably four or five years ago. And also not to mention that it's going to make his free agency a very interesting question because, you know, if he's 20, 29, we don't really know what the second half of his career is going to look like when it comes to, you know, 30 and then 30 plus. Do you think the Patriots take that into account or do you think they just throw him an offer? Yeah, I mean, obviously they're going to, you know, the Patriots are meticulous when it comes to their own priests, their own players. We've seen them in the past, you know, cut ties with guys that, you know, while their value may be high or, or just, you know, they're, they're looking out for the future. We've seen this with, you know, guys like Chandler Jones, who's still young, Jamie Collins, who's still young, Rick Seymour, when he was still in the prime of his career, um, you know, Logan Mankins as well. So, you know, I think it's obviously going to take into account. I still think that they, they view him extremely high. He's clearly their best cornerback and maybe one of their, you know, I think he might be the, the best uh, player in the secondary besides Seven McCordy. So um, I, I think, you know, while those things are, are sure to be taken into account, I think they'll, they'll obviously go ahead and try to pay him the money that, you know, they feel he deserves, which is hopefully what, what he believes he deserves as well. So speaking of another guy who – you know, really deserves uh, a new contract from somewhere, and that's Logan Ryan. Now, my chances of it being with the Patriots, I put it about 20%, seeing as, you know, he, he played so well down the stretch, and you know, you just know that some team is going to roll in with 20 mil guaranteed, some crazy money, and just throw it his way, and the Patriots aren't going to match. But he had a great year. What did what did you see from him this year? 
Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, you, you talk about him. You know, he started off slow, and we talked about that at the beginning. Um, and part of it was, was his performance. You know, he, he started off, you know, not doing so well. Uh, he struggled a little bit. You know, he w- returned to his outside role that he had excelled in in 2015, um, but really found his stride late in the season when, um, you know, he moved more to the slot, um, along with playing still some outside cornerback. We saw him play pretty well again against um, – DeAndre Hopkins in the playoffs. So it's tough. He came on at the right time in regards to him getting paid. Um, but, you know, as we've said, you know, the Patriots are, are, are not always ones that, that will, um, you know, overpay somebody. They've never been known to do that. And I, I feel like somebody will overpay him in free agency um, that, that believes he can play outside corner as a full-time role. Uh, whether you can do that or not, I don't know, but I think there'll be a team or two, if not more that, that will go after him with that aspiration. I don't unfortunately see him returning to the Patriots just because I think he'll have a better opportunity to make more money somewhere else. So one thing that I wanted to get from you, the, the difference of year between Logan Ryan, uh, from the first half of the season and the second half of the season was night and day. He basically was two completely different NFL players. What the heck happened to him? Yeah, I think it comes down to, you know, he, he had a really good stretch in 2015. You know, he, he uh, some people even viewed him as the better cornerback that year um, when uh, when comparing him to Malcolm Butler. And at times he was. He was playing outside. He was able to, to stay with his receiver. He was able to shut down routes. And uh, it, it just wasn't the case in 2016. He, you know, was playing, like I said, that, that outside role um, and just seemed to be overmatched at times. You know, they talk about his, his physicality, his high tackle numbers. And one of the reasons to think about that high tackle number is because, you know, there are a lot of guys that were he was covering that, threw his, that were thrown his way and uh, they caught the ball, you know, beating him on a route or whatever it may be and him having to take care of it. So it just, he, he let a lot of guys beat him on, on routes. You know, he was overmatched at the point of, uh, of you know, where the catch was. And, and, you know, I think really when it came down to it, uh, the, the Patriots saw what was going on. They saw him being overmatched and they moved him into maybe a, a better role where he might have some more support in the slot. And uh, that's where he worked out. And granted, he still did outside work. Like I said, with Hopkins in the AFC divisional round, um, but you know his, his true role, I think, is going to be uh, a nickel, a nickelback. You know who can play outside in a pinch if needed, and I think that's really what the Patriots figured out. I think that's uh, really what it happened to be. But like I said, there's going to be a team that's going to take a chance on him based off his 2015 film, some of his 2016 film as an outside corner. So really, the big difference was the position change, the, the responsibility change. Um, and that's what really led to to Ryan's success, I would say. What What do you think is the honest chance that he comes back? Because I, like I said, I have it at about twenty percent. Yeah, I'm not even sure I put it that high. It's just like I said, um, it's tough because you know there's going to be a team that has a lot of cap space uh, that has a need at cornerback. Um, you know, and you can name a whole bunch of teams in that situation that are going to try to overpay just to get somebody. And that's what often we have to do nowadays in the NFL. If you want a player, you're going to have to pay them big, big money, which oftentimes 
it, it could be overpaying them. And I think it's just going to be a situation where the Patriots are not known to get in a bidding wars with players. They're not going to overpay them or, or you know, uh, what, you know, the other teams may be giving them. And uh, if, if he gets more money elsewhere and he, you know, goes back to the Patriots and says, you know, match this money or, you know, I'll sign with them, they may not. They probably won't. So I would probably maybe 20%. I would even say maybe more like 10, 15%. It's just really tough for me to see him back with what teams can do with the cash race that, that has been given um, and, and someone just taking a chance and, and, and overpaying just to get him. So moving on from his to his most likely replacement, and that is Eric Rowe, who they traded for last week. I like Eric Rowe. I just don't think he was going to be a very good number two corner, but he had a good year when he, uh, this year when he was put on the outside and they finally kind of found his position as the number three slash big guy cover man. So I give Eric Rowe a B plus on the season for coming in and having a really, really good playoff stretch. What about you? Yeah, I would put him in the honor roll when we're talking about grades. I would give him like a B range uh, grade. Um, you know, like you mentioned, his his true role, I think, is is a situational cornerback who who will match up on bigger receivers because he he I think he's six. I want to say he was six three, um, or maybe six one, somewhere in that range, which is usually the ideal size for a cornerback, and that's partially why he was drafted so high by the Eagles originally a few years ago. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know if he can necessarily be a full-time um, outside cornerback who can actually be proficient in that role. I think he's a matchup-based cornerback who, again, can match up well on taller receivers uh, because of his height. Um, I don't know if he's going to be able to, like you said, be that number two guy uh, for them. Um but again, his play did, it was very well considering that the issues they had at cornerback at points during the year. I'd give him that B range, but going forward, I, I still think he's a valuable depth piece, but I wouldn't say he's, he's a full-time starter, or at least not an ideal full-time starter on the outside. Do you see them maybe moving Eric Rowe for a draft pick this offseason if they lose Logan Ryan? Because as good as Eric Rowe is – I, I just I just can't see them slotting him into that number two spot and being happy with themselves. I can't see it happening. Yeah, I'm not so sure about them trading him. Granted, they just traded for him um, last, you know, before the season. Um, you know, again, he played well, but you know, one of the things that the Patriots do well is is they 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 use players and you know they take players from other teams that may not have, have succeeded in whatever role those teams wanted them in or earned them in and uh, bring them then into the to the team and find a way to get the most out of them. Um, granted, like I said, he had a good year. I'm not so sure if the team is going to flip him. He's on a rookie deal. He's very cheap, um, and he's still under contract. I think for another two seasons. Um, so I'm not. Sure, he's a valuable piece to have, especially in those those bigger matchups. And he obviously showed well. I, I think the same thing with uh, all this talk about Jimmy Garoppolo. I think that the team would need to be uh, you know blown away by an offer. Which with a deep corner class like there is in the draft, I'm not so sure that a team is going to to you know break the bank or, or give them a day two or even a day one pick to, to go after someone like Rowe. So. After Malcolm Butler, after Logan Ryan, and after Eric Rowe, the cornerback crew 
kind of falls off in a pretty ugly way. Justin Coleman and then Cyrus Jones. We'll talk about them both. We'll start with Justin Coleman. Justin Coleman came into this year with the idea of a chance at the number two spot, a most likely settling into the number three spot. And not only did he fail at both, he never got on the field and was inactive for most games. What the heck happened to Justin Coleman? Yeah, it's, you know, there were aspirations, like you said, he could be the number two guy, he could be the slot guy for them. Just didn't work out. You know, his play never matched up with what the team had hoped. And and at points this season, they actually had relatively deep depth. That's before Cyrus Jones obviously had a rough rookie year because they had just spent a second-round pick on him. You know, wasn't going to be thrown into a big role, but as a backup guy, you know, have him as a number four type of guy once Rowe got healthy. Uh, And and, and the team doesn't necessarily use five cornerbacks. as we've seen, you know, Patrick Chung lines up on tight ends or he's at the line of scrimmage a lot. McCourty can play back in the safety uh, position or help out over the top with uh, coverage. And then Jerron Harmon uh, also played, uh, you know, that deep role uh, providing coverage as well. So they don't – the way they play, you know, their base 4-2-5 in a nickel set, they didn't need uh, five cornerbacks, uh, you know, active every game. And I think that just happened to be the case with, you know, Coleman doesn't really contribute on special teams as much. Um, and he just he doesn't really have a defined role, and, and, and the Patriots are usually better uh, at doing uh, at finding it, and they did in 2015 uh, when they first got him from Seattle uh, through waivers. But uh, yeah, it's just I think a matter of uh, Ryan settling into the slot role where I think Coleman was ultimately supposed to go to, and uh, Rowe being able to play on the outside along with Cyrus Jones being drafted. I think it's just a depth thing. I mean, there was never much of a uh, big expectation of him. But, uh, yeah, considering where he did in 2015 to 2016, big drop-off, and and it's disappointing. So moving on from Justin Coleman, because he probably doesn't have a crazy future on this team, but Cyrus Jones was supposed to be kind of the guy that they were banking on taking over from Logan Ryan. They wanted just him to be able to step into maybe a number three or number four spot, but his problems on special teams led to him not getting any play time at all on defense. A pretty disastrous rookie year for Cyrus Jones. You know, obviously his grade probably has to be either a D or an F, but do you think Mal- do you, excuse me, do you think Cyrus Jones has the talent to turn it around or is he just uh, dead in the water? Yeah, I, I it's it's tough. He he's a first year rookie. Uh well obviously rookies are first year, but he's a rookie cornerback. And and there are some some players, some positions that, that just acclimate to the to the next level quicker than others. And cornerbacks are sometimes players that don't. They take a few uh, uh, some time. You know, we saw with Vernon Hargreaves, a top cornerback taken. It took him some time. He's not even necessarily hit his peak at all. Um, you know, there, there's guys, uh, you know, across the league that, you know, that are, are thrown into roles right away just based off of desperation and, and draft spot. And um, they, they fail. And then there's just no, you know, there, there's no hope for them because they've seen what they need to see, I guess. I think there's still a future for him. I would not at all give up on him. Granted, it's hard to be optimistic about him right now, but he, he's, he was a guy who, very talented, played at Alabama. You know, not only was he a solid outside corner for them, 
He was a solid return man for them. Um, and, and I think that's more so where his downfall was. Granted, Cyrus Jones wasn't that good in coverage this past season, but he also, um, you know, his, I guess what, what was the disaster for him was special teams. He had a lot of mistakes um, on special teams, on return situations, um, and that really might have what been led to him being uh, a healthy scratch those, those last few games um, as opposed to his play on defense. Um, but again, there's a lot of need for improvement, but it may take some time. And luckily the, the Patriots aren't necessarily in a situation that they need him to step up right now, uh, depending on how they do in free agency. Uh, you know, not many teams can say that they have a true shutdown corner like the Patriots do in Malcolm Butler. You can only probably say that for maybe a quarter of the league if that. So they're, I think they're in a better situation than, than maybe we, we take, uh, take for granted maybe in a way. Um, I, I, I'm confident in his long-term ability. I think he'll get better um, at learning the game and, and being able to acclimate to NFL wide receivers and stuff like that. It, it's tough now, but I have a feeling he'll definitely bounce back, whether it's next year or maybe even the year after. We have time. So now that you know we've gone through the cornerback core and we see that they do will have free agent problems, are you know I know you're a pretty big draft guy as well. Are there any corners that you think the Patriots could maybe target for uh, in the draft if they choose to go corner, or do you think they'll kind of just stay around the defensive line and uh, offensive side of the ball? Yeah, it's 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 hard. <laughs> the Patriots are one of those teams, if not the only team that. You cannot peg what they're going to do. Um, you can guess, you can hope, you can you can pray that you know. But in reality, unless you're in that organization making those calls, you're you're not going to know. Um, with that being said, I don't necessarily see them going after another corner, at least in the first round. Uh, they spent a draft pick on on Cyrus Jones, their top draft pick last year. I expect them to re-sign Malcolm Butler. Um, and, you know, they have Eric Rowe, uh, they have Cyrus Jones. I think it's enough to at least push back their need uh, to maybe maybe late day two, early day three. Um, and, you know, the Patriots are notorious for finding gems out of players that, you know, teams don't really think about. Um, this is a very deep cornerback class, at least very top-heavy. I could name 10, 15 guys that could probably go in the first two days. It's a very deep class. Um, with that being said, there are a couple of guys I, I would like to see the, the team go after if possible. Um, you know, there are some that, you know, with such, being such a big class, there are going to be some that fall through the cracks. It's just natural. Um, and I think when we look at, you know, what the Patriots try to identify is, um, it doesn't really matter if they're, they're at a big-time school or a small school. We've seen that in the past. I think the thing they're going to look for is versatility. I think they're going to look for um, teams that are college players that were on teams that have more pro-ready or NFL-style defenses. Um, and versatility. I think it's another thing. The, the Patriots are notorious for even reaching on guys sometimes that are, that are versatile in multiple positions. Um, so if, if I had to take a guess, um, you know, I would say that, you know, maybe a guy like Desmond King, who I'm a big fan of. I'll admit I'm yes. I love I, I'll be I'll be biased. I'll say I love Desmond King's game. He was the Jim Thorpe winner in twenty fifteen. His play 
dropped off a little bit. Dropped off a little bit this year. Um, and there are concerns as to whether or not he can play cornerback at the next level. So my mindset, uh, you know, because there are some teams that are saying, or, you know, we've heard speculation on, can he play safety at the next level? And if he can, you know, that's going to help him. So when I think about that, I think of a, of a, of a similar type of situation the Patriots had with Devin McCourty. He was drafted as a corner. He did okay as a corner, but his true calling was as a safety, sort of uh, as a cover safety, um, where he's, he's excelled. He, he's undoubtedly one of the top safeties in the league. Um, so so maybe, maybe a guy like Desmond King, who you know has questions about his speed, but has always been known to be a, a, a great player. Uh, he comes from a system in Iowa that uh, Kirk Ferentz, uh, Bill Belichick is, knows back from his days with the Browns. It's his old buddy. Um, yeah. So, you know, I think, I think a guy like him, um, you know, he, he's good at playing on the ball. He has good ball skills, which, uh, again, you know, the Patriots uh, are, look for some traits rather than others. You know, speed isn't necessarily one of them. He's not out, you know, Bill Belichick isn't Al Davis who looks for the fastest guy. Um, he looks for guys that, you know, can play different positions, who are, you know, high football IQ, high character, uh, and also have room to grow. And I think a guy like Desmond King, and granted, it may cost them a day two pick, but I feel like a guy like that, especially with what the help they may need at safety, um, I think he'd be the type of guy that I would try to target because he also um, played a little bit of return, actually, this year as well, which never hurts because the team needs a return man as well. So looking at the cornerback unit as a whole before we uh, let you get out of here, the cornerback unit as a whole I think ended up having a pretty good season. I'm going to give them a B-plus on the year simply because they they did have a tough first eight games. They were getting blasted in the media. And then all of a sudden, playoffs come around, the final stretch of games – and they locked up really quickly, and then the second half of the Super Bowl were just amazing. So what do you give the the cornerback group as a whole, and do you think going forward they should be able – do you think they'll be able to stay at this level? Yeah. So um, I will say that over the second half of the season, um, and even 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 in parts of the regular season, um, this unit, this, this, um, this cornerback unit – was one of the strengths of the team, as it was in 20. Their secondary as a whole was a strength, I believe, this year. And you can point to a couple things. One, the, the points per game allowed. You know, Patriots were the top team in the NFL at giving up in regards to points allowed on, on defense. Um, another thing is they didn't give up a lot of big plays. I believe they led the league in plays over 20 yards and plays over 40 yards, um, which I think directly correlates with how well they can cover in the pass game. Um, and, you know, I, I think that when you saw what the team was able to do against a high-powered offense, like the Falcons in the Super Bowl, even though they gave up 28 points and they gave up some big plays, it could have been a whole lot worse for a team that didn't have as good of a, a secondary as, as the Patriots did. So I'm going to give them, like you said, a B plus. I'm not going to give them an A level, but when you look at the units of this, of this team, besides maybe their, their wide receiver, their running back, and their offensive line core, I w- and I, I'm not going to say quarterback because it's one person, but quarterback as well, I guess you could say then. Um, the, I would say the cornerback the, the group uh, was either the top or the second you know, best unit on defense this year. 
for the team. I think they're going to be fine going forward. They have Malcolm Butler, a restricted free agent. I believe that if there's a guy they're going to splurge on, it's him. Um, you know, they have Eric Rowe under contract for another two years. They have Cyrus uh, Jones. Um, you know, and, and there's a deep there's a deep cornerback class. They have cap money, so maybe they do bring back Logan Wright. Who knows? Um, but there's a deep corner class in the draft. There's some cornerbacks on the free on the you know on the free agent market that could appeal to them. You have some lower end options. I'm not concerned about this cornerback unit going forward as long as they re-sign Malcolm Butler. Um, I think everything else will fall into place after that. Um, the Patriots, again, are notorious for so many things. One of them is just finding guys they can put into roles that will maximize their talents, and that could be you know, uh, cast-offs here. They could do trades. They could do waiver pickups, anything like that. I'm not concerned about this, this team going forward, especially at the cornerback position. Doug Moore. Thank you so much for coming back on. Appreciate it as always. Obviously, a big fan of your work, and uh, we're a big fan of you over here at CLNS Radio. Thanks for coming on, and uh, have a good weekend. Thank you. You as well. Have a good one. What's going on, Pass Nation? This is Marvin Zahn of CLNS Radio, and I'm here to tell you right now to check out the CLNS Radio New England Patriots postgame show hosted by myself and my co-host, Mr. Mike Nice, and live on CLNSRadio.com immediately after every single Pats game. Call in at 929-477-2386 toll-free to get your voice heard and contribute to the host breakdown and analysis of the latest Patriots contest. We also got the stars and sorries of the day, Twitter posts for the play of the game, and everything else that is going on with the four-time Super Bowl champions. Subscribe to the CLNS Radio New England Patriots postgame show on iTunes and Stitcher and the best way. Download the free CLNS Radio mobile app for on-demand listening anytime, anyplace, anywhere. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this week's Patriot Beat Podcast. Please remember to give us a rating and review on iTunes and Stitcher. Our grading continues next show as we put the safety crew on the board. And what a year the safety crew had indeed. So be on the lookout for that when we have release our next episode on Tuesday. But thanks again to Joshua Morrison, Hyde 209 for the music. I want to thank Larry, Nick. And Mike Alonji, as usual, we will be back here on Tuesday, like I said. And please remember to go follow me on Twitter at CLNS underscore sports team. Enjoy the trade deadline. Hopefully the Celtics make a move. And I hope you guys have a great weekend.